0: This morning, uh, it is a blessing to be here with you guys, to be able to uh, worship together and participate in this communion. Last week, we weren't here. We were actually up in Olympia, Washington, worshiping at the Olympia Church of Christ, but we were with you guys in spirit, participating in communion with you. And uh, we're really grateful that um, we're here today, and we get a chance to actually share a few thoughts as well. I think pretty much everyone knows us, but I'm Justin. I'm Trish. (laughs) um, If you don't, that should have come first probably. (laughs) But um, we're going to talk about a prayer. We've been in a series uh, of prayer this this month that Jacob's kind of uh, leading us through with different uh, presenters. And so we're going to look at a prayer this morning and kind of introduce that and talk a little bit about some of that. Um, before we do anything, we're going to also talk a little bit about us and, and where we're at and share with you guys a bit of uh, how this prayer and how God is at work in our lives in this season right now. Um, Before we do anything, though, we do want to have everything we do and say today to be rooted in the person of Jesus and the words of Jesus. And so I just want to begin with a scripture reading here. This actually comes right after the passage that uh, Wade just read for us in in Mark 14, where Jesus has his last supper with his uh, disciples. And then right after that, I'm going to pick up in verse 32. And they went to a place called Gethsemane. Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. You guys join me, let's pray. Father God, um, all to you we surrender. Uh, As we've been singing this morning, that is where our hearts are at today. We want to give you everything. Our heart our mind our soul our strength we want to give it all to you we want to trust in you and let you lead us and so God this morning as we take a look at at your word as we look at our prayer lives as we consider discipleship and apprenticeship to Jesus I pray that you would use Trish and myself to uh, share some thoughts that are from you and from your spirit and that you would speak through us today and that it would be you leading us in prayer and you leading this message today. So Thank you, God, so much for Jesus, and thank you for this time here this morning. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. So the prayer that Justin and I will be introducing to you guys today is the Wesley Covenant Prayer. And what we're going to do is touch very briefly a little bit on the historical background of the prayer, uh, the theological background, and then how we can apply this um, in our own lives. There should be a copy uh, on your seat or next to you of this prayer, um, but I'm going to go ahead and read it so we can hear it in its entirety. I am no longer my own, but yours, God. Put me to what you will, rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you, exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. So, this, this prayer was written, as we can see by the title, uh, by John Wesley, who was a minister, evangelist, and theologian from the 1700s. And he was inspired by some of the Puritan prayers uh, before his time from the 1400s and adapted this prayer from that. And what he really had in mind with this prayer was a, um, and he kind of incorporated it into a covenant renewal service. The idea being that at the beginning of the year, they would pray this prayer in order to reorient themselves on on the path, in order to um, have this serve as the focus for the year, to make sure that they were um, kind of when in baptism we've dedicated ourselves to God making sure that we're oriented and staying on that path and so that was kind of the heart of what John Wesley um, his idea behind the covenant service and this covenant prayer and really what I hear at the heart of John Wesley's prayer like at the heart of it is the submission to God he's has this commitment to following jesus to carrying his cross and i think we see and hear a lot of this from paul when paul is talking about what it means to follow jesus and what this looks like in his own life
0: yeah definitely you know um when we consider paul's life one of the things we were thinking about this week is you know for those of you who know a little bit about the story of paul um, he had a lot of trials Struggles as a follower of Jesus, as a missionary for the gospel. He faced all kinds of uh, hardships and suffering along the way. Um, but from the point of his conversion, and, and we get that picture in Acts 9, um, and you hear when Ananias is sent to him in Acts 9, God sends him and says, He's going to be a chosen instrument of mine to proclaim the gospel before the Gentiles and to kings and the children of Israel. So God clearly had work that Paul was was signing up for, that he was going to do. But God also revealed to Ananias, he says, For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. And so from the very beginning of Paul's ministry, from the very beginning of his saying, yes, Jesus is Lord, um, it was connected to suffering for the sake of the gospel and suffering for God. And, And we know there's joy, too. And we hear that in his writing. Um, and in fact, I'm going to read a passage to you guys from uh, Philippians chapter 4, because I think this really gets to the heart of uh, of Paul and his ministry and also to what we're hearing today in this prayer from uh, Wesley. So if you guys have Bibles, you can open up to Philippians chapter 4. Uh, it's an awesome passage, probably familiar with some of us, or at least parts of it are. I'm going to begin in verse 4 and then kind of read through a section here. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. He continues, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, as we look, again, as we look at Paul's life and we talk about the suffering and the hardships that he faced, the way he opens his passage is rejoice in the Lord always. I mean, I think we can say that there's some things in his life that he had to face that would be difficult to rejoice about. But Paul says rejoice always. I'll say it again, rejoice this is what it looks like to live for Christ. Don't be anxious. We, we pray, and and with thanksgiving, we'll, we'll be, make our request known to God. And that peace surpasses all understanding, all circumstances, all of those struggles, all of those trials, all of that suffering, because God will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And so the whole heart of this passage is, is really, the again, that heart of Paul's ministry where he talks about you know, this is what it looks like to live and as a, as a disciple, as an apprentice of Jesus. He says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. But he also writes elsewhere, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. You know, who did he learn it from? And where did he receive this gospel and this good news? He received it from our Lord Jesus. And he's shaped everything about his life around I want to give it all to Jesus, and I want to live for him no matter what comes, because I know that even if I face abundance or nothing, if I face uh, hardship, if I face uh, uh, joyful rejoicing and being exalted, no matter what, I've learned the secret of how to be content in all things, and it's that I can do it through Christ. And sometimes, you know, this passage, this verse especially, um, can get, you know, uh, seen maybe in, in the improper context, where we think maybe that it means, you know, God will just bless whatever a person does. But I think if we're reading Paul correctly, in the context of this letter, his emphasis really is on obedience to God. And that in the, that obedience to God and the service to others, that that peace will strengthen us for whatever it is that we're going to face, mm-hmm. including our death, including imprisonment, including loss of our freedoms. Paul says, rejoice. Our lives are for him. And again, as, as we've said, Paul saw this in Jesus. Paul is someone who models clearly understanding what Jesus meant when he said, not my will but yours be done. He understood this prayer of Jesus in the garden and saw that example from our Lord and he went and built his life around living like Jesus and trying to do that. The truth is is that Trish and I don't know a ton about John Wesley. We know some, we've gotten to do a little prep work and study for this, this Sunday. I can't tell you all about his life. I don't, I don't know everything about him. But I can see in this prayer a man who clearly is trying to live that life of giving everything to God, surrendering all. And it's a tough prayer to pray. It, it becomes easy to say, you know, let me be exalted for you. Let me be full. Let me have all things. That's, that's a, an easy prayer to pray. But to say, let me be empty. Let me be brought low for you. Let me have nothing. That is a a much more difficult prayer to pray and so that's what i see in wesley is a man who's saying this is what it looks like this is what i've learned and seen through god's word through through paul's writing through jesus this is what i've learned and seen that this is what it looks like to follow him you know as we were preparing for this um you know it, it I have lots of great conversations with lots of people, and uh, and, and Jacob and I are, are really close, and so we have had a chance to talk about a lot of different things. And, and one of the things that we brought up is sometimes maybe in our our tradition, Church of Christ, that you know we can look at this prayer and say, you know, there's, there's good stuff in it, but you know that's that that's that Methodist stuff. I don't know about that, or you know, this seems kind of liturgical. This this covenant renewal service, what is that like? That, that's not what we do. We're, we're kind of, you know, maybe our theology doesn't fully line up with some of those things. And, and that might be true. Um, but what can happen is we can almost dismiss it instead of really looking at what, what are these words saying when we pray? I'm not I'm no longer my own, but I'm yours, God. And we see a man who clearly is doing what we're all trying to do, which is live our lives for Christ and, and in all circumstances, whatever comes our way. So I think it's, it's really a beautiful prayer that as we've been um, studying this and reflecting on this this past couple weeks, and, um, you know, we, we've been going through quite a bit um, uh, over the last month, and, um, and so it's kind of actually taking on different ways of challenging us in our, in our spirit, in our soul, and in our faith, our walk with Christ. And um, we want to share a little bit with you guys, because we love you, and, and you, we know you guys love us, and so we want to share kind of an update on us while we have the chance to do so. And again, we want it all rooted in the gospel and in Jesus, um, but we do want to just share with you what's what's happening for us, and maybe how some of this is us seeing God at work in us surrendering to God through this. Um, so we're just going to give you a quick update. Um So pretty much I think everyone knows by now that Trish and I are (coughs) moving. Um, We are moving up to Olympia, Washington, or that area. And it happened way faster than we we anticipated and thought it was going to go. Um, Our home is already sold. Um, We've already got a rental lined up. I have employment that I'm going to be transferring with Trader Joe's, so I'm very excited about that. So it's been a really a big blessing and a ministry. That's been incredible. Um, and so I'm excited about that. Um, and then this week, Trish had some interviews and they went extremely well, as mm-hmm. I, I never doubted, but. Uh, <laughs> thank, she, you. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> you. She, she was offered a, a couple different positions and had the chance to choose and has accepted a fifth grade teaching position at the start of the school year up there. So there's a, I mean, we, through this process, we had, you know, it's not the first time that we had talked about the
1: no. idea
0: of moving, but it, there were so many moments, Trish was reflecting on this this week, that like, God seemed to be closing doors. That, that's not, that's not what I have for you right now. That's not what I, I need from you. At this point and um, and so we've been trying to as you know I've, I've been a Christian almost nine years now to truly surrender and, and trust in the Lord um, and let him guide our steps and so we said no we weren't gonna do it and there was a prompt earlier this year that just we kept feeling and started talking about and praying through and and we decided that this just felt like not just a good idea something that we're hopeful for but also a god-directed thing that we feel him leading us and also now more and more kind of clearing the path for for us and, and making it happen if i share with you just the last two weeks because i knew this sunday was coming and that i was going to have to share some thoughts on this prayer and usually, you know, Jacob's been a really good mentor to me, as well as uh, Rod and several others. Uh, one of the things that they taught me early on is steep yourself in the word. If you're going to preach something, live in it. Like be in it and read it daily and pray it daily and all of those things. And I would love to stand here and say, I've been praying this daily. <laughs> Man, it's, right, let me show you all the ways. But the truth is, it's... We have probably not made as much time for it as, as we should have. We've been praying it, but not quite on that same sort of daily uh, discipline sort of uh, concept. And one of the things I've noticed with myself is there's a lot that goes on when you're moving, and especially across states. And um, I have this tendency for control, and I uh, start to, like, you know, just take charge of and grab a hold of everything. And I've been seeing so much, like I've been feeling so convicted, especially last week. We were on a trip up there and just feeling so convicted that I'm getting ready to talk about this prayer and pray this prayer, but like really, I, I'm not surrendering. And so it's a hard thing. And I think that that's part of when Trish talks about the idea of the covenant renewal sermon that uh, or service that that Wesley and, and uh, I think still today, some of the Methodists uh, practice that a covenant renewal service Um, I thought you know that's actually a really beautiful thing because just like we heard Kelly read earlier uh, it says you know we got to pick up our cross daily daily like we we know um, the saving grace of Jesus and and accepting him as Lord of our life and being washed in those waters of baptism we know that we don't work for our, our grace or our salvation but we do commit to that covenant Mm -hmm. we say we want to follow you jesus in everything and and it's tough because it there's all kinds of things that will compete for jesus reign in our lives and So I think this prayer can be a really beautiful thing as we apply it to our lives to think about not necessarily that it has to be some liturgical model or that it has to be this exact prayer or things like that. But the idea of surrendering our lives, the idea of recommitting and reminding ourselves, what is the covenant that we signed up for to begin with? What did we say when we said Jesus is Lord? What did that mean? So, we're going to talk a little bit about a couple application things, and um, and we both uh, wrote some prayers, so. Uh,
1: yeah, I think as Justin and I were talking about um, Wesley's prayer, it really highlighted to us um, what happens on Thursday nights with the Spiritual Formation Group that Rod has facilitated for some time. This idea of praying through scripture and deepening your faith and, and, and writing out those prayers and, and, and basing them on the words of Jesus. And we, we kind of had seen Wesley's prayer as doing that taking scripture and, and, and praying to God. And so um, one of the things I've really appreciated, I've gotten to be part of this Thursday night group, is the opportunity not just to write prayers through scripture, but to listen to other people's prayers. Um, because sometimes we don't always have the words. Like we have that, we know it's there, but we don't quite have the words. And, and when we can look at prayers like Wesley's covenant where he's using maybe the words and the language and saying the things that we wanna say, when we're with our Thursday night group and we're sharing prayers and we're, we're hearing how other people express it, I think that can be very powerful um, and keeping up this conversation with God and deepening our, our prayer life and, and our, our commitment with him. And so in that vein, Jessen and I wrote our own prayers, um, kind of modeling what Wesley did in, in writing a prayer of surrender to God. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share my prayer first. And, uh... <clears throat> Lord God, I surrender all to you. I no longer live to randomly flitter through life, serving my own needs and desires. I am mine no more, I surrender all. You set forth my path and the people in my life. Wherever you say to go or not go, whatever you say to do or not do, whenever you say it's time or not time, I surrender all. Lord, whether I am dignified for you or despised, Whether I am full or I am empty, whether I suffer or that cup be taken from me, I surrender all. Your will be done, Lord God. I know that all things are possible through you. And as I live each day in the tension between the things of the spirit and earthly human desires, I pray for your will to be done. I surrender all. You are mighty you are holy, you are the great I am. And just as in my baptism, I continue to pledge to follow Jesus, Son of God, the risen King, Lord of my life. I surrender all, in his holy name, amen.
0: Let's continue, let's continue the prayer. My Father, hear me okay my father my lord my king my savior alpha and omega the one true and living god my life is completely yours it is only by you that i live and move and that my heart beats and that i have breath it is only by your incredible creation and plan that you thought the world had a place for me and that you have watched over my steps and led me to a depth of faith in Jesus that I find myself today. It is only by your providence and power that you could use my life to be a positive impact in the kingdom purposes that you have been working through me. It is only by you that I have any of the gifts or abilities that I have. And if my life has been a blessing to anyone else, it is only because you have allowed it to be so. When I gave my life to Jesus, I eagerly said, I want to know Christ and the power of his rising. And in those waters of baptism, I died and was buried. And in doing so, I made the choice to also say, I will share in his suffering and conform to his death. I surrendered all to you. But much like vows said at a wedding, we get tested, we get forgetful, we get distracted. Some days the vows are right there in the forefront of our minds, but if we're honest, they are simply words that we uttered someday, some years ago. We know we're married, but we don't really remember to truly live out the vows daily. We are so unbelievably rich and blessed, especially here in the US, that we grumble at any sort of encroachment of our freedom and autonomy. And we completely lose sight, thank you, of the fact that we gave over our entire lives to a king to rule over us. That was the covenant that we made when we said, Jesus be Lord of my life. And you are a great king. You are a king who rules with justice and mercy. You are a king who knows your people and desires to be known by your people. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, I want to continue to be used by you I want to be known as an ambassador for Christ who makes a difference in your church and in bringing more people to know Jesus. I want to make an impact in people's lives for good. And if I'm being truthful, I want them to feel gratitude that I was in their life. I want to be a hero to my kids and I want them to think highly of me as their dad and to want a close relationship with me. I want my wife to be so fulfilled in her marriage to me and to love having me as her husband and to notice how capable I am, and how much skill and intelligence that I have as the man of your life. But if I'm honest, I also think I'm right all the time. I think I know which way is best. I want people to listen to me and to hear my opinion and then go in the direction that I'm leading because, of course, they should want to follow me. God, I keep trying to take the wheel from you. This is one of my great struggles in my faith. Like a dog pulling on a leash, I keep trying to jerk you where I want to go instead of learning to just walk with you and work with you and watch how you do it and to remember my place as servant to my master. Father, I want your will to be done in my life. I want your will to be done all across the earth just as perfectly as it is done in heaven. I want to continue to grow in my apprenticeship to you, Jesus. I want to freely and heartily yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. I want to be ready to be laid aside for you, to be brought low for you. I want to be ready to have nothing, and if it is your will, to suffer for your sake. Father, today I renew this covenant with you. Wherever I go, whatever I do, whomever I meet, I want to be somewhere working for my Lord. I pray that as I grow in my discipleship, I get better at self-denial and I get better at surrendering to your will, no matter what the circumstances are in life. I pray that your kingdom would be glorified even if it means me being laid aside to make it happen. Glorious Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, have your own way in me. Keep me forever reminded of the covenant that I have made with you, and may my steps be worship, my thoughts be praise, and my words bring honor to your name. I pray that i would live out this covenant faithfully and that it would ring true in heaven and i pray all of this in jesus name amen these are things we have seen and learned from jesus and that we have seen and learned from you and that has been transforming our prayer life and our discipleship and so I know there's many in this church who practice this discipline of praying through scripture and writing prayers and um, that process. And I, we want to encourage you, um, one, if you don't, it, it really is a, a beautiful practice to help us go deeper in our prayer lives, to start to even maybe transform how we pray and the words we pray because we allow God to start the conversation through his word. And that's a, that in itself is an act of surrender. But also, in learning to pray like this, I think we get better at surrender. I think we get better at remembering that God is our king and we want his kingdom to come and his will to be done. And those become very um, nice phrases to say at church, but they become much harder things to live out when we leave. And so we wanna invite you this week to, uh, to pray to write a prayer in the same spirit of of this prayer of wesley's prayer what i what i'd really like to see is for to spend a couple days with these words from wesley read it pray it let it be a part of your prayer life this week and then in that same spirit maybe it's reflecting on other passages of scripture you're reading which is great maybe if you don't have one you come back to jesus in the garden um, or you come back to Paul and Philippians here and spend some time with those passages and to let let the prayer just sort of flow out of you and, and write a prayer. And I'd really encourage you to share it because uh, that's another big part of how we bless each other and encourage one another. Um, I think that's most of what we had for you guys today in terms of our thoughts on this Um I first came across this prayer a few years back from a sermon jacob was preaching or or maybe even just from one of our conversations and it's been in my phone since then so um it was kind of cool when jacob asked us to do this one because it's one that i it resonated with me a lot early on in my my faith um and and yeah just uh it's It's been a good prayer and how God's shaping us, challenging us in what it looks like to surrender and some specific areas of that. Um, So we're going to sing, I think, another song. Uh, I I didn't quite give you the timeline, so I do want to just be clear with you guys that uh, actually today is going to be, Trish and I, our last Sunday here in Livermore as residents. Uh, We are moving on Friday. So Friday morning, we begin our trek up. And it's been such a privilege and a joy to be here. Um, and this is, this is my family in a way that, that I, like any other family and, and I definitely, uh, it's been a, a bittersweet sort of thing for us, but um, we're gonna stay connected. We definitely plan to do that and to, uh, to share prayers. We've, we've learned through pandemic that we can do some things at a distance. And so we're gonna lean into that a little bit and be a part of this church, and uh, we will be joining you every week in communion. Um, so uh, it's been such a blessing to be here. Thank you guys so much for, for everything, for all your love for our family. Um, just a quick prayer as we close out and then go to uh, singing here. Lord God, uh, we love you so much, um, and we want our lives to just be all for you and about you. We want you to be glorified in everything we do and say how we love people, we love even the least of these father we want you to take control and um, just lead us lead us deeper god Um, yeah continue to help us to be more like jesus Um, we love you lord thank you so much for this time this morning this time in worship together and uh, be with us as we go from here in jesus name amen